You're listening to episode number 234 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or, of course, you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts enjoy doing the show, and as a result, they laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. They don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Morning. <laughs> I know, I loved it. It was a new one. We hadn't done good. it that way yet. Normally I, we're like, morning. I almost have to always go back to you guys. I get dialed in on a concept and I just stick with it. And I'm like, you guys do it way more entertaining. I'm always like... I'm always thinking of like the the real warnings you get before shows. Or I know, something. but that's what makes it fun. Well, it's more fun when you guys do it. I can't I can't get out of it. So I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I will apologize <laughs> no, right off the bat. No, you just forgot to hit, click one little button. I, I'm I'm an idiot on many <laughs> levels, a, as this show will demonstrate. <laughs> oh, this show will. Unlike so many others, this one will. Anyway, so. We are recording a little bit later than I originally promised my my friend here because we had ordered pizza for dinner. Well, we thought we had. Uh, well, well, no, we, 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 we ordered it. We just unfortunately didn't tell the company in which we wanted said food from. Oh, you to, mean to hit that to, last little send button? Confirm order? Yeah, so, so we, we totally had this thing planned out. We were totally going to record at a certain time, and Karen and I are kind of hanging out downstairs like, where the fuck are these guys? This is so ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, they weren't late, but they're normally always early. So we're like, so fucking weird. Like, whatever. So we're waiting. We're He's waiting. like, I'm going to go upstairs and just get set I'm up. I'm just going to start getting ready for this because hopefully the food will get here in time. We'll be able to eat and then, we'll, you know, we'll hook up with Tony and it's starting to get a little bit later. And I, and I, I, I tell Tony, I'm like, but I, I don't know what's taking this thing so long, but I apologize. We might be a little bit later than we expected. I get up here, I'm starting to work on it, and then just something in me tells me, well, why don't you look in your browser? Look in your browser. Realize I forgot to fucking send the goddamn order to, <laughs> to request. So, yeah, that's that's the reason why we're late, buddy. And we uh, needed food, because we... Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I would... I would not be totally honest with you if I didn't tell you that it actually worked out incredibly well. My wife is a phenomenal cook, but she is terrible at the timing of it. And so <laughs> she's always habitually about 15 minutes behind schedule. So she's like, oh, no, no, it'll be fine. I'll have dinner ready by like, and granted, we're an hour ahead of you, by like 6, 6.45. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That gives me plenty of time to eat. And then by 7 o'clock, we'll be ready to rock and roll. 
well, dinner's not ready at seven o'clock. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually grabbed the phone to text you to say, don't rush your meal on my account because (laughs) we're running behind when you had already said, you know, I'm an idiot and it's going to be between uh, six and six thirty your time. And I thought, nice. He'll never even know that. (laughs) And then I'll just be like, you know, I'm really tired of having to wait on you assholes. Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that does so, make me feel much, much better. Yes. It worked yes. out for everybody involved. Everybody, absolutely. So All right. before, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's up? before we get right into it, can I just uh-huh. say, and I, I have to put this out there because this so freaked me out the other day. Oh, I am shit. so, 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 so thankful that our beloved friend Christina is okay. You, you, I, There are many people that don't know, so you have to... Give some so the, the long and short of it is on Thursday night, I believe, she was on her way home and was hit head on by a drunk not, not woman. Technically head on. Okay. The, the car drunk was coming woman at her. Was coming at her head right. on. So the That's important because some when part Karen of the front of this, her car she would have been dead was head. hit by a the front of a car of a drunk woman driving the wrong way on the interstate. At seventy five miles an hour. Seventy five mile an hour. Yeah. Which is why the first time I heard it, like, she has no broken bones. She's just beat up and bruised. And I'm like... She didn't break anything. I'm the like, car's totaled. Well, th- which is but, why I, I needed to clarify that. Because I'm like, that is mathematically impossible that she is alive, let alone not broke bones, if it was a head-on collision. Because crash test dummies don't go any faster than 40 no, mile an and hour. Yeah. Christine even said she she didn't have a shoulder. But she swerved to yes. one side and the cars clipped each other, but it uh, it was on her Still passenger a, side. Yes, yeah. But luckily And she's okay. It clipped the the best side it could have clipped. Yeah. And my brother was in the, the ironic, not ironic, but my brother was in a head-on collision. In a, in a by, real head-on collision. By somebody driving the wrong way on a freeway. And in his case, it was like an, an 82-year-old man at night that somehow got confused. And he, you know, broken legs and has had a couple surgeries. Oh, I mean, to this day, fine. the guy can't even oh, walk he can't, right. Yeah, yeah, he can't walk right. But the fact that she is, thank God, okay. You just I, hear those speeds uh, and head on, like, going, how, there's no way she's going to survive. Like, no, she's never any broken bones. She's going to die. It's internal. Something, something horrible she had has nothing. Right. All the scans That's came wild. back. All the scans came back fine. It's amazing. She's okay. I just, I'm so grateful. I had, like, a momentary panic. Like, I, and I didn't, I didn't catch it. I think she posted something. I didn't catch it for, like, 12 hours after. And all of a sudden, I was like, what the hell? Like, I had to call. I, <laughs> I, I know, was really right. freaked out. The, the Vegas Vacation 4 solidified a, a bond between three women that, that is a bond that most oh, women I loved her, never I loved to. her before. But I, it but wasn't I mean, that. This, like, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But between you, Julie, and Christina, it's like I've... Some men would be terrified by the bond that the three of you women have. <laughs> well, but you I'm should like, be. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's all, like, I love all these girls. That that works. <laughs> like, I, I, I trust and love all of these girls. I just want a big shout out to her. I'm so glad that she's okay, that yes. she's safe. And, oh, my God. Heart Christina, lips. I'm glad you're safe. Vegas Vacation 5, I promise, we'll give each other naked hugs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's move into the show. There you go. I'm Tony, he's Mark, she's Karen, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. The last casino Mo Dalitz, the guy behind, most famously, the Desert Inn. The last casino that Mo Dalitz opened in Vegas was the Sundance on Fremont Street, which later became Fitzgerald and is currently known as the D. We got that because I'm smart. 
That's right, yes. <laughs> and actually, we are foreshadowing. Oh, he knows he read it. <laughs> All right. What about the twit pick of the week? When I developed the plan for this show, there were many things I wanted to accomplish with it, and even a few things that I hoped it would aspire to become. However, some of the coolest things that have happened as a result are things I could have never imagined. First and foremost would have to be the people we've met and the lifelong friendships we've developed. Friendships that apparently like to share their appreciation for what we do by creating mind-blowing art by opposing nude in front of breathtaking views of Las Vegas. Side note, it's fucking mind-blowing that my wife was like, yeah, that is hot. You should look at that. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this week's winner, taken by at Chris Moore 28 of his wife at Japluto09, is another contribution to the hashtag real fans pose nude movement. And once again creates the same conundrum as before. Taken from a cosmopolitan balcony, the internal struggle continues for the eye and the mind, namely, where do I look? Do I look at the hot nude woman front and center in the photograph or look past and enjoy the awe-inspiring view of Las Vegas? The good news is, no matter which you choose, you can't lose. A surprising revelation you would think it would be awkward seeing a friend posted completely nude in a photograph specifically taken to pay tribute to this show. But nope, nope, not at all. It's just kind of like, hey, I've seen you nude. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, an absolutely amazing picture. I didn't think anybody would even attempt to recreate what Christina created. And why am I shocked that it would be... I don't know. Why am I shocked. not shocked that that, that it would it would be Julie? She, yeah, the, the girl's awesome. I mean, a and, and to think, awesome. vacation three, she was pregnant. Right. So this is a year after she's had a kid and gotten herself back in shape. Good lord in heaven! I know. She's I know. I mean, Chris, I I don't mean to say terribly sexual things about your <laughs> wife on the podcast, but when she was running around in her two-piece bathing suit at the uh, mm -hmm. at the at the cabana yep. I thought my god this woman must live at the gym because you couldn't tell you would not yeah. have known Never in a that she's years. birthed children yeah. multiple like like almost a posse at this point. yes <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right absolutely right like, like there's the crips the bloods <laughs> and then the Japlutos. <laughs> right yeah she amazing and super brave to do. I mean, Christina was brave to do this first off. She's super brave to do it again. These women are amazing. Next up, my love. Yeah, we'll see. That's <laughs> right. I mean, theoretically, you're the only one left of the angels. Oh, of the oh, angels. We never we actually got into that story, which, I mean, there isn't much to it. However, if you, if you see any of our Twitter handles between all of them, you'll notice that Karen, Julie, and Christina have angels one, two, and three. And I have Charlie. I, I, I did. Alistair changes yeah. to, to Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. That's how I noticed it the first time. I'm like, why the hell is he Bosley? So the side story is these girls kind of came up with the Vegas indulgence idea and quickly became what I would. Well, Christina did, and and we helped her out with it. And I think Julie and I were obviously the first two to sign up. But I but it, I also but. think 
something special happened at four. And and I don't know if it's ever been said, but I I would argue the three of you are are best friends. Like like it's 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 pretty remarkable that you you were all friends as it started, and by the end of this, we're like going, these are formidable women. Like uh, so, all right, so and we're the best three friends. Thank you. Three friends. I I do want to put a caveat on this because I know how catty and shitty women can be. I I don't like saying that because I don't want anyone else that's coming to a 360 oh, Vegas vacation what a great to think thing to say it's the three of them and the rest of us are out in the dark. That is not no, it at all. And at I all. I probably am shying away from I I love the both of them dearly. But I also love you so also, many of the yes, other women. You spoke very highly of all the other women that were yeah. involved in indulgence. Absolutely. I, I would only say the reason this relationship exists I is mean, you've had two Vegas vacations to spend with them. Well, and, and they're equally awesome. And we've spent time with Christina separately, yeah. and Chris and Julie have been here to visit. And but no, you know, Felice and Amanda and Bobby and obviously Rob's wife Kathy. I love like I. There hasn't been somebody. That I've met. Oh, and Becca, fucking good lord, Julie. Becca's been here. I or said Julie. Julie, not Julie. Fucking, uh, my god, fucking mind blank right now. This man's fucking Becca? wife. Oh, Jen. Jen, I knew it was the J. I knew it was J. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Even I was like, I don't know who's left. Who hasn't he named? Well, no, he's pointing. So he's pointing at himself. There's so much. This. No, hold on. You're pointing at yourself. Go this man's fucking wife. I'm like, well, because I'm pointing at the, at the mic. Okay, it looks like you're pointing at you. <laughs> I know. I I'm know, like, I, I, know, really, I know I'm awesome, right. but I don't know why. No, no, no. But there I mean, hasn't been anybody, and it, I just, I don't want anybody. I'm really no, cautious it's, it's about. I, I, I apologize. You, you, you finish. Thank I, you. I, no, I just, I want to be cautious about. I. Everyone that I've met, I have loved, and I look forward to spending more time with. Every female you've met, there have been a couple of weirdo. Oh yeah, guys. there's a couple. Of, well, no, I met every woman. Sorry, every <laughs> woman I met has been awesome. Every woman. <laughs> the, the guys are a little sketchy, but whatever. No, I just I don't want. So I'm a little hesitant with the whole, That's you know, Charlie's Angels and the three of them. And you're like, oh, they're the three best friends, and like I don't. I don't want it to get to that because women in general are catty and bitchy with each other is enough, and I don't want anyone it's, to it, think yeah, that we not, are like, like the Mean Girls Club or no, something like that. No, I not at all. Never no. want it to be that way. So, but but anyway, awesome. the entire point of that was that the girls were were posing together, and yeah. somebody came up with the idea that they look like Charlie's Angels because there were three of us in a picture that in got varying posted. sizes too. Well, and and well. I was gonna say different hair colors, but I think Julie's the lightest of the three, so maybe not. But anyways, but anyway. it, it was an, it was an it, it was an uh, an off yeah, like like a throwaway comment that caught fire, and it was like the next morning they're like, well, obviously you're Charlie, like on wait a minute, I'm what what are, what are we doing here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that's where that came from. Yeah. Probably a longer nice. explanation than you wanted. Let's move into the news. Wait, uh, you gotta yeah. Oh fuck, I cut it out. You gotta explain where the picture's gonna be. Got it, got it, buddy. Oh, I would, but it's not on here. You can find this picture and all of the other pictures that we have on our usual um, social media sites. Usual social media sites, sites like Flickr, Pinterest, Google Plus, tattooed on my penis. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> yes. I now think let's Julie move into the be news. Too thrilled with that. Julie, Jen, would be too thrilled with that. Sorry. 
I stopped. Just said move into the news again. Forget <laughs> I even said that. No, it's all good. I, I like it, right. it, it, this. Should be as discombobulated as it is. It should be. It should be. Well, it's about to get worse. Tony, right. we, we have once again. How can I not go on vacation and do something fucking stupid? I don't know. Although, I, I should expect it every although, single time. Although, and I and I know at some point I'll also mention it later again. I I think it's also important to before we even get into the story say that. Usually the worst things, but of all varying things that I do that are, are horrible, that I, I, I learn from them. I, I think it's one of my most redeeming qualities is that, you know, if something fucked up happens, you're like, well, the fucker's not going to do this again. You I know? just wish it didn't take for you ending up in the hospital for you to learn a lesson. That is unfortunate. That's all I'm going to say. We have some details, and, and, and when I say details... In some cases, they will be vague details because, as I've already disclosed, the business aspect of this not only will not intrude on this show again, it won't intrude in a Vegas vacation again. But we have a few things that we would like to clear up. So, in in wait, the long and short of this episode. Here's the title of this: Where the fuck was Mark? Yeah, that, that's, that's going to be the title yeah. of this episode. Yeah, basically. All right. Actually, I already have a more clever version of it, but I'm not going to ruin it on the show. It's, it's not clever, but I think it's clever, so I'm going to go with it oh, until people are like, that's stupid. Case. It's dumb. So, Tony, I have a few bulletin points that I would like you to, to lead me into because this is going to be story time with Mark this episode. Okay. That sounds good. First up, we're going to talk about 360 Vegas Vacation 4 and Mark being MIA. So, if you attended 360 Vegas Vacation 4, I'm sure you're wondering what the hell happened at the D... Bellagio, and to Mark on day three. If you didn't attend, I was MIA for large parts of both events and all but totally MIA from day three. We didn't want to share this story in chronological order with the rest of the trip report because we felt it would derail the overall theme of the event, which is to have fun, but still feel that it needs addressing. So here we are. First up, we're going to talk business. I'd like to apologize to each and every one of you that attended a 360 Vegas vacation before, especially those that I didn't get to spend much, if any, time with. While this isn't my job, I take our brand and what we built very seriously. That includes what we are affiliated with and the ways that you are treated or mistreated by proxy. I apologize because I allowed the business aspect of this whole thing to take up too much of my attention at Vegas Vacation 4 when it should have been focused on having fun with you. For that, I am truly sorry. I sincerely hope you all come to another Vegas vacation so I have the chance to meet and hang out with you all again. So can I just say that sounds like a, a scripted politician apology? And I, <laughs> I see Tony. Tony gets where I'm going. I know you're serious, and I know you mean it. But this is kind of like I don't know if you say it. If you could get Trump to actually apologize for being the fucking idiot that he is, it would almost sound like that. I I I, I don't look at it quite nearly as cynically as okay. uh, Karen as a Trump does. Reference? Maybe yeah. I've been like living it that I'm just like, yes, apologize, whatever. There is a <laughs> part of me that actually thinks you don't owe an apology. And hear me out on this. Okay. Hear me out on okay. this. You were writing a wrong. You were addressing an aspect that was only between you and a few other folks. Right. You 
allowed everyone else to go in and do A, what they wanted to do, or B, what was scheduled to be done. And at this point, and I would even argue, you are around for a super majority of everything. You may have missed out on a few things on day three, like maybe the dinner aspect or the breakfast aspect, but day three was so much fun where everybody kind of went off and did their own little things or gambling here and there, that as far as I'm concerned, you were you were involved in the Vegas vacation the way a lot of folks were, which was, we've got some of these things here. You may or may not be a part of those things. If you are, great. If you're not, you catch up with us at the next thing you do. So, But you didn't I expect don't... the host to go MIA. <laughs> ah, you know. And, and, and that's the part of this that, that I apologize for. I and, and I do totally get your point and, and do to somewhat, do in some part agree with you. But as much of a mindfuck as it is and, and how I, I will reluctantly accept it because it logically makes sense. A lot of these people come to be a part of the shenanigans that, that you would typically get into? that I would get into that Tony and I get into that, that Karen has to deal with like the thing the things that you hear as part of it. And what I apologize for is those things may have happened had I not been dealing with the things that I was dealing with. And and you're, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, Tony. What I'm apologizing for isn't that that I did what I did. It's that I didn't allow the opportunity for whatever could have happened to happen. That's what I apologize for. Yeah, and I think that that was evident at the end of the trip because it kind of sort of hit you, I think, towards the end. Maybe I'm ruining this. No, she's not. I, I, I was literally in tears the, the last day like, we were gone. I spent this much time planning this, and I was there for little to none of it. Yeah, I, I was I was destroyed at the very end of this. No, it wasn't a part of this at all. I was, okay. I was emotionally destroyed at the end of this when so, we were leaving for the day, like uh, the, the day we're hopping on the plane. It, it occurred to me, I'm like, I missed half of this. I fucking missed half of this. And so that's that's the part where, although I think Mark is apologizing people for not being there, I think the part you have to realize, because that can sound a little, I'm so sorry I wasn't there for all of you. I mean, there's a big part of Mark that is very disappointed that he didn't get to spend more time with everybody that was there and wasn't more involved in the fun and the crazy and instead was doing all the other stuff. And, and, and to your point, there will be a large piece of this that is going to sound very scripted because I, I won't lie to you a large part of this I am going to read to you and there's a reason for that because I feel I want to share with you what happened but I don't want to share with you certain things that happened so the safest way for me to do that is uh, this is like the fourth iteration of this this is a, a, a goddamn vintage script is what this is boiling down to I am sharing with you the exact parts that I want to share with you and strategically omitting the things that I, I don't feel that you need to know. And I actually, having read through this already, I'm inclined to agree. This I think it's wise that we're going to work mostly off from scripted notes. Thank you. Because you're absolutely right. Not everything, frankly, as a listener, I can tell you right now, a lot of what's not in here is shit you wouldn't care about anyway. I mean, it's true. just it's, <laughs> it's true. stuff that... We're not we're not keeping anything from you. Hell, I would make an argument that last week, if there was any, um, you know, when you made took the effort to shut down any trolls, for lack of a better term, yeah. who might want to try to uh, bastardize anything you would say, you did it at, in last week's show. There was a lot more juicy meat on I that agree, bone last week. 
this is this is just informa- informative stuff, I think. So Agreed. anyway, starting with that, let's talk about the D. There really isn't much to tell regarding this story. Without a doubt, the number one thing that I don't like about doing 360 Vegas Vacation is working with properties. Some make it easier than others, and those experiences have been enjoyable, but for the most part, it's just fucking annoying. In this case, I found it extremely frustrating that it's a whole production to try and make plans with a property. However, it took minutes to offer $25 chips to 60 fucking people. An idea that was never even presented to me as an option in multiple conversations as I tried to set up plans, special plans for those who attended our our events. To me, it felt like I'd invested years into building and growing our audience. And rather than work with me, the plan was to just try and hijack people from our plans. When I called out the situation, suddenly things I tried to get hooked up for you in the past and told could not be done became so easy to do. All I had to do was ask. Now, ultimately, what the D did was incredibly generous and we cannot thank them enough for for what they offered our listeners or the listeners I allowed them to offer such things to. I apologize for that as well. There's a fair chance that I simply took out years of frustration on them, and for that, I apologize to them if they give a shit. It helped to develop a concept that we believe will keep everything I like about planning 360 Vegas vacations and remove the things that I don't. Moving forward, I have no plans to work with properties. We'll continue to plan 360 Vegas vacation the way that we always have, except now, if I need to talk to somebody to work out the logistics, and I don't want to, I'll find something else to do. I mean, hell, we can get reservations for large groups via open table without ever having to work with the restaurant. And if we show up to a place that can't accommodate all of us, then we'll go and find another place that can. The important part of 360 Vegas vacation The core idea was always to enjoy Vegas together with our listeners and just have fun. And I don't ever want anything to get in the way of that again, nor will I allow any part of Vegas vacation to not be fun for me anymore. One of the biggest takeaways Jen had from this most recent Vegas vacation was that exact statement. She said, it just doesn't seem like Mark's having fun this trip. Yeah. And and for us, that was the most disappointing part f- for you, like the empathy that we had for you. It was like, maybe he's not having fun. And so now for to hear you say, I just wasn't having fun, yeah. makes me go, damn, that really sucks because we all had a blast doing this. So well, yeah. I couldn't be more supportive of this exact plan of, well, what, you, of what your future plans are. To let me re-clarify, I did have a lot of fun. But at the same time, the same reason I kind of lost my shit at the end of the trip is that I didn't have as much fun as I should have had. So, yes. so to that point, I, I like I said, I'm, I, I regret it, but I learned life-changing lessons that will forever make sure that I have nothing but fun at these things. That 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 I won't allow the things that prevented me from having as much fun as I could have had from ever doing that again. 
cool. All right. Let's next talk about Bellagio. I'm going to need a little bit of help on, on, on this story, so please chime in when, when the details don't seem to match up well, or I don't have all of them. So can I say one thing at the front end of this okay. is the prior to the Bellagio, we were at the pool. Yeah. And you were basically drinking from breakfast right up until we went there. And it, it, I, I it, honestly think that had a big part to do with what happened. It may have, but in a different way. And and I and this is one of the parts that I've rewritten several times because it, it's taken reflection to to come to where where I've I've come to. So to that end, I can't even fully remember how it all started. I remember going up to the waitress or the hostess and telling them that we were here. Well, how many people we were expecting and that we had tried to reach out to them and give them the heads up that we were coming, uh, but got no response. Now, to be clear, in the past, we've reached out to properties ahead of time to warn them that we're coming. We, we weren't asking for anything special, prices or any kind of fucking accommodations. I just didn't want them to freak out when all of a sudden 80 fucking people walked up to the lounge asking for drinks. I was trying to help them to be like, hey, hey. Just relax. We're all here. Reassure them that, you know, we weren't going to judge them on how fast they serviced our group, but that if there were any issues, feel free to, to come to me and, and I'll take care of the situation. It, Karen, you, you you indicated that you wanted to, to chime in. Well, no. So it's important to note that um, we, thanks to Tony's previous advice to always show up fashionably late to our own events, uh, didn't get there right when this was scheduled to start, and Tony had sent us a text and said, "All right, so they want us all to be on one ticket, one check." Oh my God, in, I remember that now. In the at the uh, the Baccarat bar. I remember that because I specifically remember the argument. Uh, without going into a ton of detail on this, I, I I think this only serves the story. I remember specifically making the argument that so 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 wait a minute, let, let me get this straight. If I didn't tell you that all these people were here because or together. Of, of this, yeah. you would have just all we served just us wandered like in, any found random seats people. And it would have been. But because I tried to give you a heads up that we were all here, you're trying to fuck us by putting 80 people on the same tab? Yeah. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. That's insane to me. I do remember But that. lesson learned. But lesson so, learned. so when we got there, um, everyone was hanging outside... Oh, they weren't even in the Baccarat bar. They weren't bar. even in the Baccarat bar because they wanted us all in one ticket. Yeah. And so you and Alistair went in to talk to them to try yeah. to figure the whole thing out. So I do remember beyond that getting a little attitude after making that point to them, getting a little attitude back from them. You mean from the Bellagio staff? No, yeah, you're yeah. kidding. So things escalated a bit. People got involved and... Just as things looked like they were about to calm down and they were going to do their best to accommodate us, respectably, they grab a passing waitress and ask, what's the first thing that we can do? And I, just as like, uh, all right, let's, you know, let's get things started. I say, let's fucking get everyone some drinks. To which the waitress replies, you don't have to use that language with me, sir. And to I will just share, say from there. I fucking snapped. And perhaps it was the alcohol that, that removed the filter that would be like, you know what, bitch? Fuck you. We're going somewhere else. It was like, not only am I offended, every motherfucking person within 
earshot is going to hear about what you just fucking did to us. So. No, that it basically, quite honestly, is your lack of tolerance for anyone that gets offended by... By language. Oh, a perfect yeah. transition. That's, that's so what it is. Here's, here's, my, here's my argument. What, what, what language is it that you're complaining about? Is that, is that the English language? Because as a person that comes to Vegas fucking often and studies the shit out of it, I know for a fact there is no signage anywhere that speaks of any specific words that are not permitted within a casino. Now, I know that some would argue that it, it is frowned upon for some quote-unquote colorful language to be used. Oh, we've had dealers tell us, sir, you can't cuss at the table. Wait, really? I, I've also walked up <laughs> and, yeah, and made, made a that. stink and, uh, about that situation. But I think that was the first time we did the, do you know who I am? The first and last. For the record, <laughs> the first and last. Because the second it came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, I just eat a bullet. I'm a fucking retard. I'm <laughs> you are that douche. I am. Oh, I was that I was that Ed Hardy tatted uh, fucking neck to fucking calves. <laughs> fucking uh, roofie douchebag in Vegas. I was that guy for a moment, or at least that's what I felt like. So I would argue that the designation of offensive language is about as vague as someone saying the statement, this food is good. It is completely, completely subjective. Now, I spent a half an hour, no exaggeration, writing and rewriting a diatribe on this whole situation, but decided to abort on that idea because here's what that entire situation boils down to. We received bad customer service from a property and their employee who treated us less than we deserved and did it more than once. For that, they cost their company business and offended people that love Las Vegas so much. It has become something that has defined them something that they want to do nothing more than just support it and thank it for bringing them true happiness. The problem is, once again, it took me a really long time to make my point. But the well, more th and with that, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say with that, the amount of time and energy that you spent dealing with them just, and this is, again, knowing you, put you in just the worst headspace for the rest of the night. It, it just made it so tough for you to stop and enjoy. Because anytime something good happened, you you kind of lost your shit, and then you were getting angry again. And no, I, I, that's I, my I, that's my you, take you on have, it. You may have you may have got that. I will tell you, I channeled my inner hatred of Jim Muren and unloaded on the cavalcade of people that that they this well, this yeah, isn't this isn't part them. of the script yeah. that I it felt so good I bet it did oh it felt so good but what I'm saying is that after the fact so when you finally made it back over to Bally's where we were it may have lingered it may have oh, I, it totally I don't I don't, did. I don't I don't recall it but, totally um, did I mean when you know Chris and the other podcasters you know gave you the the, the pick stamp I mean you lost it you don't do that but in, in a good public. way in a good you way you did but it just it messed with to your, your... To your point, it broke down all of the, the, the mountains and mountains of... Although you were so angry, and all of a sudden this good thing happened, and you just completely like lost on. it. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> Which you don't do. That's what I mean. You were so but amped into I, how pissed off you but were. But I also think it's important for 
the people that did what they did to see that because the I, I like I, I I said it in last week's show. I don't cry at fucking funerals, and the fact that you saw like happy tears out of a situation that never fucking I I, I could pro- I could literally count on one hand the amount of times I've cried from just being happy. I don't know that I can think of another time you have exactly. So I mean, but that's what I mean. It's just. Uh, yeah, not even the day he married me, folks, and you would think that would be the See, happiest but, day but of that, his entire life. But to me, life. I was like, fuck, yeah. You could say... Uh, uh, oh, that yeah. wedding picture? Yeah, there, there are many uh, of, walking down of the videos aisle. and pictures. I'm like, fuck, yeah, look at what I just landed. Mark right. has a smirk on his face <laughs> with his, his Dago mustache and everything else that he's got going on. Like, you would not... Oh, I gotta... We gotta dig that one. Oh, too bad we don't still have an enhanced podcast, because we have to dig that one out and show right. people. It's hilarious. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so... One thing I did learn about writing and rewriting this diatribe that I then aborted and won't share with you, the more I think about it, the more I believe it's because this show, Las Vegas, those of you that enjoy what we do and those of you that enjoy it so much that you want to be a part of it, I'm protective of. As someone who has had issues with rage, depression, anxiety, and the likes most of my life, I've struggled to find happiness. And when I do find it, I embrace it and I celebrate it. So the fact that you listen all the time, interact with us, and come to be a part of what we do means we make you happy. And that doesn't even take into account the number of people that have taken the time to tell us, I've had a shitty week and you made me laugh. I really needed that. Or, I, you know, I look forward to your show all week because it's, you know, at least for an hour I'm happy. People can shit on me. They can hate my laugh. They can hate me for any reason. I don't really care. But don't you fucking dare talk down to or disrespect any of the people who took the time out of their lives to share it with us and experience happiness, if only for as long as they can. That I take issue with. And that is why I think I fought and argued for this so much because I wanted to make crystal clear to Bellagio not only how much they offended me but how much they offended those people by proxy I, mean, <laughs> I assume I assume <laughs> if they weren't offended you were offended for them that's right I have enough offense for all of them <laughs> you, more, you usually offend enough for all of them so it probably works out right? you, you say the stuff that they can't say <laughs> or, would, awesome. or wouldn't or <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> Mark grabs his sword by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> they're like, hey, but, but, by the way, I don't agree with him, but don't, don't necessarily but let him know. But he's crazy. That, yeah. Don't tell him. Just, I support his passion, but not his stance. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the story. I make a point to inform the property that I'm taking everyone with me someplace else and, you know, tell someone that I trust to tell everyone to grab their shit and find another place to deal with the situation. Oh, you told us to go long before you finished up with them. Well, no, you're right. But it, that's why I said going back to the story, because I'm not going to give them all the details. I mean, I gave some. Well, you gave them most. Just keep going. Oh, I I, I know. I just, I'm sorry. Most. Just keep going. But, they don't need any more. Okay. Well, you're the one fucking sidetracking this shit. You had the entire script in front of you. But no, do you read it? No. I did. I was sitting here fucking reading it. Just keep going. Just go. 
now I'm getting pissed. You're, oh. you're sucking all the joy out of this for me. You are sucking all my joy and happiness out. I feel you made that choice. What, 20 by, some years ago. Yeah, by marrying you. That's right. There That's goes. right. There it is. And we'll illustrate it here a little bit more in just a second. Uh, <laughs> it's not part of the script. No, but, uh, <laughs> no it's, it's going to be there. Right. The day, day three will explain a large part of it. So anyways, I inform everybody, you know, move along and go someplace else. And needless to say, when any business sees a flock of people leave, it draws attention. And once again, that's primarily the reason why I berated many, many people. Because I'm like, oh, oh, we're going to the next the next rung? Oh, I want to talk to you now. I'd love to talk to you. So, again, I'm not going to share all the details, as apparently I've disclosed some of them, but uh, not not all of the, the details of exactly what happened. Just know I won't allow another property to take me away from you at 360 Vegas Vacation again. So after that, we ended up over at Bally's, had a great time at the Indigo Lounge, and you know, so it all worked out in the end, which further supports the concept of like, yeah, so we'll go a place, and if they can't do it, we'll fucking find another place. It's Vegas, there are plenty of them. And you won't get all pissed off. Right? Even better. Actually, it'll, I think it'll probably be pretty much fun, a, a, a lot more fun where it's just kind of like, oh, oh, no, okay, we're just gonna go. And then watch them watch the flock. Like, no, no, I don't have time to talk to you. You had seconds ago. You could have talked to me, but I, I gotta go now. We're all gonna go have fun and spend lots and lots of money. <laughs> and and I'll bring an air horn so that I can just blow the air horn in the person's face every time they oh try to God, talk. Oh my God, no. Please bring a bull, uh, bullhorn. Bullhorn, like going, had a chance. You had a chance. We're going over here. Fun's over at Valley's. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right, and then what winds up being the next seven pages of notes. Yeah. What happened to Mark? If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll recall a few years ago I spoke of developing troubles with alcohol and not the kind that you would traditionally think. Specifically the intensity of my hangover, something I used to seldom ever get. Now, since we were unable to get a clear diagnosis from a doctor regarding the reason, we were forced to speculate why I started having such issues. Previously, dehydration, alcohol poisoning, withdrawal, and even age were all popular theories. However, no amount of precaution or workaround prevented or addressed them. So the situation became so frustrating that I stopped drinking about two to three months prior to 360 Vegas vacation for, hence all the weight loss. <laughs> Not permanently. I just didn't feel like dealing with the hangover, so I, I just didn't bother, secretly hoping that my body would just right itself. But being the planner that I am, a week before Vegas vacation, I decided to have a few beers, or six. And the results were the same. And to be fair, it was the lowest I'd ever consumed and had a reaction. So venting frustration to a friend of mine unfamiliar with the history of the issue i shared that they started once we moved to memphis then the thought occurred to me that around the same time i got a new doctor as one would do when they moved to a new place and i had a medication change around that same time as well just about the time i made that revelation he sends me something he found online and asked if that was like what i was dealing with and it pretty much was exactly what i was dealing with Never one to take a little bit of information and believe it, I did some additional research to see if I could snope it, but instead found tons of supporting information referring to 
some of the meds I was on and having similar side effects. So I went back over my medication history, and sure enough, the medication we started adjusting when I came to Memphis, specifically the one called Lexapro, was one of the biggest offenders when it came to the side effect that I was dealing with. Now, I could tell you more about it, but it serves the story better if I save that for later. Learning this, I decided I wanted to at least reduce my dosage and potentially find a different anti-anxiety medication. But both require time and coordination from my actual doctor. And these aren't the kind of drugs that you stop cold turkey or the results can be worse than the side effects. You have to be weaned off them. So I began the process. I aggressively cut one of the highest dosages you can receive of Lexapro six days before I would drink more alcohol than a 600-pound gorilla should consume <laughs> over a five-day period. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? No. I think I figured this out mathematically. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you out there that are intelligent enough to be in the medical profession and hide the fact that you enjoy our show, it's important we clarify something before we go any further and maintain my integrity as being someone who doesn't self-diagnose via WebMD. There is no clinical evidence that alcohol causes, triggers, or exacerbates this condition. However, there are volumes of research that confirm one of the main ways alcohol interacts with medication is that it increases the risk of side effects. And if you're taking the maximum prescribed dosage for a drug that is specifically designed to interact with the chemicals in the brain, as I am, and Lexapro is, the risk of side effects are even higher. Now that we have that out of the way, let's proceed with the story. Day one in Vegas, I start slow. The next morning, I feel pretty good. A little off, but easily fixed with a shot of premium booze. And the great part about that plan is that it was like taking medication. The idea wasn't to get buzzed as fast as possible and dull the pain as we had done in the past to deal with this to fix the problem. I love, for the record, don't say we. It was all you. <laughs> we we had nothing to do with this. We, we were not on board with this. We, we, you did this. We with a reluctant party. And <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This, this, the, other, the other part of this we knew there was no point in deciding whatever or arguing with whatever it was you had decided to do in your brain. So please stop it with we. Okay, side, side note, 97% of this show is me. And I use the word we all the time. So we're fucking continuing to use we. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, we're not. We're it, continuing you, to use I've, we. I've given you credit before when it's you. And I am giving you credit now when it's <laughs> when you. It's a bad idea. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm still going to continue to use that. <laughs> use I just, it's fine. You can use it. I want it stated for the record. There was no we involved in this decision. I'm just saying that. <laughs> to, her, to her point, in the past, we weren't dulling the pain. This was... Best case scenario, a quick shot, and, and I was back to even. And I spent the rest of the day, morning, afternoon, doing what I would normally do, which is just enjoying myself, rehydrating in preparation for the return to action. To be safe, I figured, even with just that little bit of a warning, that, you know, I, I'm going to stop taking Lexapro altogether for the rest of the time that we were in Vegas. Even if I started feeling withdrawal symptoms, those shouldn't kick in until after... Vegas Vacation 4 was over, and I would deal with them at that time. 
So after day one, we relocated to the Strip and Vegas Vacation 4 begins and we have a great time minus the intrusion of business. The next morning, I needed a little more medicine than I needed the morning of four, but overall I was good. However, morning three, shit got sideways. I, I wake up, I'm shaking, I'm sweating, chills, loss of coordination, uncontrollable twitching, and just overall bad. And no amount of morning booze was helping, and I was brought to a decision. Go back to the old method of self-medication via booze and move on with the day or try and fight it out. Concerned that I'd already been tinkering with my medication without my doctor's supervision, I thought adding to the problem with more delicious problem was probably not the most wise move I could make, so I went to battle. And my efforts were rewarded. I was able to show up late to the afternoon event. However, that only lasted 20 minutes. And I, I, I was dressed in my evening attire, jeans and a sport coat, but it was so fucking cold in Planet Hollywood that after being in there for only 10 minutes, I started shaking again. And, and I'm sure it was nothing more than just, I was cold and getting the standard chatter, but when you were doing that for the last six hours, it's, it's a little too close to home. But I tried to fight it off. I stepped outside, I warmed up. I mean, that really did the trick. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're okay, you're okay. But I stepped back in at about 30 seconds while I was indoors, I started shaking again. And then I just, I started feeling this overall bad hovering over me. So I decided to retreat back to the room and get some more rest and be ready for the evening events. But by the time that came around, Karen could see that I'd made no progress and encouraged me to not even attempt to come out, rest up and try and get healthy so we could fly back home. Even though we had another day in town after 360 Vegas Vacation 4 ended, we were both already kind of concerned at how this was developing, so I missed our first fine dining event, but despite their concern, everyone had a great time and my absence didn't ruin anything, which is really the most important thing to me. The next morning, I did actually feel better. I was pretty worn out for being in bed for you know more than 24 hours, but considered the condition, I was in while that was all going on. It was, you know, it, I, I'm sorry. Probably just that it wasn't very restful. No, I have to call bullshit. The morning after? Yeah. You haven't redhead, have you? No. Then shut up. <laughs> well. Either way, I was very aware that I felt beat up and weak, which is a symptom of withdrawal from Lexapro. Now, maybe from the reduction to half a dose or cutting it out altogether, either way, considering what I had already dealt with and the fact that booze hadn't been in my body for over 24 hours, I thought the smartest thing to do would be to get back to something like normal. No drinking for the day, get back to the amended normal of half a pill. However, 20 minutes after I took it, everything was back with a vengeance, possibly worse than ever. It's possible I just felt that way because for the first time I didn't have any booze in my body to somehow numb the effects of this, but either way, it was full on sweats, chills, shakes, constant pain. It was bad. I was basically writhing on the bed floor, standing, lying. It was kind of like I had Parkinson's and not in the joking way, in the constant uncontrollable twitching and shaking way 
And it, yeah, not not in the fun way of having work. Right, right. It became pretty clear we needed to call an ambulance. So they came, asked me what was happening. I told them about my meds I was taking for anxiety and depression and how I was taking them recently and what I was certain was happening. They got me on the gurney, strapped me in, take me down the service elevator out to the ambulance in the Sunrise Hospital. Now, that destination's gonna be important later. Nothing gets better in the ambulance. I'm riding around on the gurney, trying to at least keep my arms steady while they tap into a vein for the IV. Shortly after that, that's pretty much all I remember, and I'm gonna need Karen to fill in some blanks because I remember moments of things here and there, but they're all kind of dreamlike. Like, like I thought I was getting an IV, but Karen tells me that they were just sedating me as uh, apparently while I was in while I was in the ambulance, because I didn't get an IV until later when I I kind of come around. They were getting me ready to go, but when I did come around, I was I was groggy, and I noticed Karen at the end of the bed. I don't really remember. I mean, I was kind of out of it for a while. I, 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 I know at some point I had to change into hospital clothes. And at some point I started shivering and I asked for more blankets. And they bring them and I think they gave them to Karen. And I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I hear her ask if she's allowed to give them to me. And I, I, I don't think much about it. And I guess they said yes or I don't, I don't know. Maybe I was dreaming it. But I get the blankets that I wanted and, and, I, and I pass out. When I come back around again, I don't, I mean, I don't know how long it was, but I, I see her at the end of the bed again. And she tells me something, but I can't clearly remember what it was. And, uh, you know, I, I ask her again at, at least one more time, but uh, I don't know. I, as she informs me. You didn't me, ask. You're like, hmm? What? <laughs> there was no asking. There's I was a like, question. Honey. Da, 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 da. Clear, huh? Clearly, I vocalized a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was as much of a question as it was, yeah. So she tells me something, but I, I can't really hear it yet, or, or I, I don't know. So whatever. he does the huh and says, what is it? And I said, I'm not allowed to touch you. And, and, I mean, and that's the reason why she's so far away from the bedside. But I don't think it really registered because I'm a rules guy, so I, I, I'm sure I just thought, you know, that's a weird rule for this hospital to have. But, I mean, they're doctors. They know what they're doing. And maybe this is how you treat whatever the fuck it is I'm dealing with. So the doctor, the next thing I remember is the doctor comes over, asks me how I'm doing, and I'm, you know, I'm still coming around, and I'm explaining what happened as best as I could. Then I, I clearly remember this, and, and this isn't a direct quote, but in the wheelhouse. But you're okay. I mean, you don't want to hurt yourself or die. And I, you know, I kind of scoff at the idea and clarify that that's definitely not anything that I want to do. Once they're confident that, you know, everything is as I said it is, and... You know, this was just an accident or whatever. You know, Karen is giving the okay to come talk to me. And all, all this while they're giving me the ID because, you know, they, they've cleared me. They're going to let me go home. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still trying to piece things together. Now, Karen must have realized that I still looked a little confused as she starts explaining to me what happened. All while I'm kind of taking in my surroundings. She starts off with a smart-ass joke, which is but Basically, I said, you know, of all so the much. parts of Vegas... That you haven't seen. You haven't seen the inside of a hospital, so this is how you decide to get there? And I respond, fun fact, the hospital we're in, Sunrise Hospital, was built with the help of a million-dollar donation by former mobster Mo Dalitz, who ran the Desert Inn. And I think one I of, rolled my eyes. One of his many philanthropic gestures he made while in Vegas, and you did roll your <laughs> eyes because 
in this situation, of course, I would come up with some fucking random Vegas bullshit to, to throw at you. So, so before you get into the story, can I explain what was going on? Maybe. Have you have you looked ahead? I'm starting to, but I, I think it's better if I kind of interject how I got back to see you. All right, go for it. All right. So when they first brought you in, yes, you were. They gave you something in the ambulance, which I didn't know. Because you get back in and one of the nurses is asking your name and you're like not responding and I'm like, oh shit, he's dead. And like, <laughs> the, the the nurse said, oh, okay, yeah, that that drug's kicking in. I'm like, oh, you gave him something? Oh, okay, no, he's fine. All right. I'm oh, he didn't do this? Okay, that's good. And no, he didn't kill <laughs> this himself. Isn't self-imposed. Exactly. <laughs> so they go to take you back and the the ambulance nurse says, look, they're just gonna take him back. They'll you know go, the waiting room's out here. They'll come let you know when you can go back and see him. So. They come back, well, no, I'm sitting there in the waiting room, and an armed guard comes out, and he's kind of looking around, and he's like, anybody here for Mark? <laughs> I'm like, okay, they don't want to say the last name. Like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, uh, all right, so your husband wants you to have his stuff. I'm like, okay. And he's like, all right. And he gets up, and I stand up, and he's like, no, 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 I'm going to bring it out to you. I'm like, all right. So... I go up to the nurse, and they basically tell me that where you're at. So you've been admitted to a room, but nobody's allowed back there. So the guard comes back, and he's like, all right, you can, you can come on back. So before I can, I can see you, you're the only patient in a bed of eight. Like, it's a, a little block that has four ER beds in it. Yeah. You're the only one back there. <laughs> yeah, you should clarify that, because a bed of eight made me think it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> with Grandpa Joe. And everybody just has to share a spot, but so, I get it. That no, makes it was, sense. It that was a little room with eight ER beds in it, yeah. And Mark's the only one back there. And I walk up, and all of a sudden... Uh, a security guard stops me and he's like, I need your purse. I need you to hand over your phone and we need to wand you down. I'm like, what the hell? So basically, and you had, they made you take out. Um, Hold on, you're going to ruin it. Okay. So I can't say why you were back there because you I, kind yeah, of. That's part uh, of the story. Yeah. All right. So basically then, when once they wand me down, they take my purse, my phone, everything and put it in a locker. And they're like, all right, so you can't touch him. And we'll bring you a chair and you can sit down here at the end of the bed. And not at the end of the bed, like I, I could put my hand up on it. I'm sitting by the bed on the opposite yeah, side of yeah. the room. Yeah I, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that helps the story. Okay. So while I'm sharing this fun factoid about Vegas and Mo Dillitz with her, I, I, I start to notice something pretty odd, which she has clearly already experienced. There's an armed guard watching over everything in the room, which, as she said, you know, handled, I thought it was like six to eight people, but we now know is, is eight. Well, and as you were starting to come around, they brought a couple other patients. Okay, in. okay, okay. This is why you have to be careful because you're fucking real. I'm not. I've spent I'm, just, many I'm not. I'm just saying. All right. All while this is going on, someone else has been brought in and looks like they're kind of like a cracked out homeless perpin, person. Perpin? Super perpin, yeah. So it, it, it was pretty unique. I'm like, where, what hospital are you in? Super skinny. It looked like they will, might or might not know what year it is. And, and I hear them explain that they're bipolar and schizophrenic. Oh, his name was Chase. He said he hadn't eaten in two weeks. Okay. Oh, God. Then I hear the same wow. questions being asked that I was asked. Do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to die? However, Chase apparently answers yes to both of these questions. Now, like I said, I'm still kind of coming out of whatever it is they gave me and I'm thinking wow you don't really hear that every day do you 
And they proceed to check him in, change out of his clothes into the hospital clothes. And, and, I, and I hear another armed police officer explain that they have to put all of their belongings into this clear plastic bag. And they're sealed and they're put into a locker. And that locker will be guarded over by, you know, on this, on this wall by this security guard. An armed guard, by the way. Mm, yeah. One of the first things I did notice, I'm like, that guy's got a gun. Why do you have a gun in the hospital? But, you know, he'll, he'll get his stuff back when he's discharged. Again, I'm like, this is kind of weird, but uh, I've never had an issue with, you know, like, like this. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, all right, so this is how and, things like this work. And you're uh, not a stranger to hospital ER rooms. Right. Never run but, into a situation like not, this. But think about how many, ten, how many years we've been dealing with what I'm dealing with and we'd never gone to the hospital. So I'm like, all right, maybe this is how you deal with this thing. I don't know. I don't know how this works. They're all doctors. They know what they're doing. So this, uh, this guy, uh, you know, I hear them tell the patient that, you know, he's going to have to take out all their piercings, jewelry, and anything that, you know, could be used as a weapon, which, you know, I, I thought for a second was kind of weird. And they've got to put that in a separate bag, but, you know, same situation, they'd lock it away until, until later. And then I remember in the ambulance that they made me take out my earrings, which are infinity hoops, kind of a pain in the they ass to take They didn't make you out. take them off in the ambulance. It was once you got to the ER. All right, it doesn't matter. I remember they made me take them, them off and made me take off my wedding band, which never ever comes off to, to we've made many jokes before if you ever look at my wedding band it looks like i was in combat with it because i kind of like getting it all nicked up and doing shit with it and and, and whatever but regardless while i'm kind of registering all this another patient comes in and i hear them discuss what what happened to him apparently this guy was currently battling cancer got depressed and decided he wanted to try and kill himself by slitting his wrists or something and he starts going through the whole process I just witnessed. Then, either Karen explained it or it finally occurred to me, I'm in a psych ward at the hospital. The armed guard was there to protect me. No. From me. They were, and protect the rest of the hospital from you. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, if the gravity had what just happened wasn't abundantly clear. It became so at that fucking moment. Fortunately, an older, wiser self was able to properly contextualize the situation as something like this might have set a younger me back for years. So here's what happened to me. It's called serotonin syndrome. The long and short it's a chemical in your brain that, if you have too much of, can cause you to have rapid and even irregular heartbeats, high blood pressure, high fever, heavy sweating, shivering, muscle twitching, seizures, unconsciousness, and death. Fortunately, in my case, it involved everything but the latter. So if I could do a little, that might have been what was happening, the reason that you were in the psych part of the hospital is because the medications that you were on were treating you for anxiety and depression. Well, I and think, when, yeah. when you were messing with those, they automatically go, okay, anxiety and depression. That's why they right. kept asking you, yeah. do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to die? I figured, I figured that once I figured out why I was in a psych ward, I put that together pretty quickly, especially when, you know, the, the, the doctor's asking me if I wanted to hurt myself. I'm like, no, I don't 
fucking hurt myself. <laughs> well, now, did they know? How did they come to learn that you were on those medications? Well, because I told them. Like as soon oh, as, no, as, we soon told as them, the as ambulance as, told them, as soon as the I EMTs, explained in detail what, what was see. going on. No, as soon as the EMTs got up to the room, we knew it was because he'd been messing with his medications, and so we gave him exactly all the dosage oh, he was on and what he was dosages, on. Dosages, everything. And when when he had stopped taking certain ones and then tried to add them back in, so no, we had like to go that, get through the whole thing. And, and to my defense. I've never done this ever. I don't tinker with, with my medications. I take them insanely well, responsibly. And it was probably the one thing, and I don't even know if you picked up on it. I was getting so aggravated with you because they're like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, it's serotonin overload. And they're just looking at you and they look at me. I'm like, okay, here's his meds. He was messing with them. And, and this is what happened. It, like, you knew that it was serotonin that was causing this in your system, but you had to get them back to how the hell you got there to begin with. Right, yeah. And like, we don't care what syndrome you're labeling it, sir. What did you yeah, do? Pretty much. <laughs> what? How, how the hell did you get it? Right. Let's let's go back to that, please. Yeah. So fortunately, it's I, I I don't I don't think it's a stretch to say that I I was having seizures and I did become unconscious several times. So uh, literally, I I went through every single one of those minus death. Now. Since this issue first showed up three years ago, it has been progressively getting worse. Karen will attest to that. And also the reason why I stopped drinking straight up because, you know, when you're having a few beers with dinner and you wake up the next morning shaking, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, it's just not worth it. But I digress once again. Now, did I OD in Vegas? No. Does it make the story better to say that I OD'd in Vegas? Absolutely, it did. <laughs> did Mark really just want to find an excuse to see what a Vegas did ER room looked like? Yes. No, no. But I do like saying that I OD'd. That doesn't, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't. Seems like an extreme way to get to see uh, well, a hotel room. Well, and to in me, Vegas. I'm like, I'm like, what are the odds you're ever actually going to OD? Slim to none. This is the closest you're getting to it. Let's let's call it. Let's call it. <laughs> I, I just think you're on a mission to tour ERs across the country. I, I mean, I assure you Orlando, Idaho, of all places, and now Vegas. I, 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 I can't wait to see where we end up next. The one thing I will tell you in the medical drug, self-induced and medically induced haze that I was in, uh, one thing I could tell, even as you sat across the hallway from I was me, pissed. that you were, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the concern that you had had from nope. when I smashed my face nope. and, and when the other things, it or was the annoyance. No, yeah. it was, it was it pretty was much, annoyance. Do you better tell the line. And I'm like, I'm like, this wasn't my fault. And you're like going, but it kind of was, but it kind of was. It was totally. Fault. It totally. wasn't totally. It was totally. It was totally. I spent, again, another day of my vacation it in a hospital. It wasn't. It Totally. It was, it but it was preventable. Ah, yes, it was. It was preventable. It wasn't your fault, but it was preventable. Mark aggravated true. the situation. To, to, true. Part of the <laughs> lesson that I learned was I had never, ever tinkered with prescription yeah. medication and before you, in my life. Are you going to do it again? And this was the first time I had done it. Yeah. Which of and course, guess where you ended up? Clearly reinforce the idea of like going, you've never done it, never had this problem, did it once, had this problem. What are you not going to do again? <laughs> and, and the other thing, to your point, I'm sure you, you sense that I was aggravated, but the other thing that made me aggravated was every time, because so you were on drugs, right? They gave them to you in the ambulance. So every time they woke you up to talk to you, 
you went into this long ass story about well it's a serotonin overload and, then, <laughs> and here's what it, let me explain and I'm just like oh god shut the fuck up and, and get can right you, to the and I kept interrupting him, you drug him and shut him up I, I was <laughs> like would you please tell him that you are changing your medication on your own without uh, your doctor's orders and, well you know get hold on I got this and I think the first time you did that to me you were like hold on I'm tell, I, I'll tell them I'll tell them I was like Oh, oh, no, you didn't. Wow, that explains so much of the look I got when oh. I came around. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm like, do you? Do you? Cause oh, do you feel better now, So, asshole? So do after, you? the funny thing was, after they gave him, they did give him an IV right before we left because the, the nurse came over, and the nurse was so it's, cool. It's kind of more of a save, like, obviously, you, you must be dehy dehydrated. Like, We're he's just dehydrated. We're going to give him some fluids. He's going to be fine. The doctor's like, he doesn't want to hurt himself. He was messing around. I'm like, yeah, he was. And they're like, okay, so we're going to give him this. So they give him the IV, and as soon as it's done, he is, like, popped back up going, I feel pretty good. He's like, all right, I think I'm ready to go. I'm like, how are you feeling? I'm like, are you feeling better? Are you? Are you feeling better? I am <laughs> so glad you're feeling like better. It's like she was waiting to fucking punch me in the face. It was like, going, Do you, are you okay now? Do you feel as good as you can feel? Yes? Well, feel this, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I was so, I was so mad at you. Yeah, I know. No, you don't. Thankfully, you really don't. Thankfully, after they let me leave the hospital, I learned that Christina came and stayed at the hospital with us so, at, at, to make sure that I was okay. Because I rapidly went like, oh, that's so sweet. Can I hang out next to you? She's going to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the funny thing, and I don't think you remember this. So when once we had called for the EMT at Cosmo, you're like, you need to text Christina in case she's working. I don't want her to get oh, I do a patient remember request that. or anything like because that. Because she works she for does. that industry. She works, yeah. And so, all right, I sent her a text. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, do you need an ambulance? I'm like, they're coming. Uh, you know, we're going to take care of I, it. All, all I had was visions of her being in an area where they could then hear that they were calling for an ambulance for me and having her be like, what the fuck? fuck is happening yeah. like just let her know just let her know and so just god, let her know. god bless her I, I sent her the text she's like where are you gonna be and i shouldn't have told her because i knew what she was gonna do but i told her which hospital we were going to and she showed up with you know two subway subs and a pile of magazines and two beverages because she's like you don't want hospital food you're gonna be bored you need <laughs> something to do and i'm just like I, I, you know, you were so sweet. And she stayed. She wouldn't leave the ER, which was a scary place. Uh, the, the waiting room for the ER was Oh, a my God. A Vegas ER is frightening. Scary. And during the day. This yeah. was in the morning. It, it was It was in the morning, scary. yeah. Because even I recall coming out there and seeing her, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you hung out amongst these freaks. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, and like she said afterwards, she's like, I need to go home and take a shower. Right. It was a really hot shower with a, with a scouring pad. Yeah. But, yeah, so she was such a sweetie. She came and... And she was so funny. I'm like, look, we're going to be fine. You don't have to come. She's like, sweetie, the ambulances don't take you back to the resorts. I'm like, <laughs> I know. That's what they have Uber for. But okay, whatever. So, no, she was there and she was awesome. She gave us a ride back, which was so sweet of her. Didn't have to, but it was nice to have a friendly face. Because at one point, I knew she was out there. So I left you in the back and I went. And I, I ate one of the subs. I knew you wouldn't because it had mayonnaise on it. So you wouldn't have eaten it anyways. But. Um, I was like, thank you. Now I have food because I hadn't had breakfast because I went to get you breakfast that you didn't eat, and it's okay. But, um, yeah, it, it, it just, uh, I yeah. was so, so pissed at you. So even later when you're like, all right, I feel good. I'm going to try to go to dinner. And then you're like, I don't think I can do it. I'm like, go back to bed. Just go back to bed. 
I don't. It, it, you go sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I deserve to have the people who care so much about me, but I, I oh, do. You don't. I do appreciate you don't. them. So, as Karen alluded to, I went back to the room and and eventually just rested up and. You did try to, to go safely, out for dinner and and to it safely just, return home. Yeah. yeah, we we had we had a special private dinner for everybody who is a part of the show as as an opportunity for me to kind of celebrate like we did another Vegas vacation. I love you all so much and. But then again, you weren't there. But you also learned from the last time you were in the ER not to push it. Yeah, I did. See? See? So when you're like, I don't think I can do this, I'm like, go back to the room. You're like, I'm going back to the room. I would like to clarify, I am now currently walking. I am now, I am now walking. I, I can walk again. Oh, we skipped over. It's that a miracle. Part. I skipped over that part of the story. I was unable to walk for two weeks. <laughs> no, I'm currently working with my doctor to address the situation. And to date, I'm happy to report. So far, so good. I have been able to consume alcohol. I have uh, and not in had, moderate had, doses. In moderate doses, and not had the same side effects. The medication that I'm coming off of, I have not had any any sort of significant side effects. We will see. This is a long process. Uh, ultimately, and they just get to hear the repercussions. Uh, you know, I get to live the day to day of it. Hooray! Yeah. Ultimately, I, as I have discussed with my doctor, if we decide that the medication that I am on is is what I need or what that I was on is what I need to be on, and that means I have to just let go, and and I can't have alcohol anymore, that's fine. That's a resolution. I'm prepared to accept if that's ultimately what I need so I can not live in absolute misery and self-loathing torture. But we just wanted to, to make sure that that was the situation and, and, and make this final. Like, as a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't even agree to fully be weaned off this until we were on the same page with that. Because some doctors, when you, when you get weaned off medication like this, they just won't put you back on it at all in general. And I'm like, well, hold on. Things were going well. There were side effects other than this side effect, but they were going. To- you were the happiest that you'd they been were, in a long time. Yes, they were tolerable. So, it but was kind this of was off. so frightening to the to the point where I thought I was gonna fucking die. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should try try other things first before we we lock ourselves into this. So ultimately, we learned several things. One, don't mess with your medication <laughs> without without a doctor. <laughs> and two, I will not allow business to intrude upon Vegas vacations again. And what I'm even more excited about is that I don't have to wait a year to put those lessons into use. I, I, I am, I'm not sure I'd be so positive about the overall experience if I had to wait another year. But you don't. To experience Vegas vacation year again. So you're absolutely right. Yes, that being said, don't forget, you can join us for 360 Vegas Vacation 5, September 3rd through the 5th. <laughs> Remember to RSVP at 360VegasVacationPodcast.com and no medication Wait, will be adjusted. Is it 360VegasVacationPodcast.com? 360 no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. 360VegasPodcast.com. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, you're we welcome. do have a tab. I am more than happy to call we, out every time you screw up. We do. <laughs> We do have a tab on the blog that is labeled 360 Vegas Vacation. That is where you would make said uh, RSVPs or commitments to anything. Um, once you drill into that, you'll be able to see all the funds that we have. And uh, you have less than three months to commit to such things. Hooray. So. I have a, uh, I, I want to get lost in the weeds for a moment. Uh-huh. Go for it. Go for it. 
Were you in your hotel room when you called for the ambulance? Yes. Yes. Did you use your cell phone to call? No. Okay. How did walk me through that? How does that work? I I called down to the front desk and I said, my husband's very sick. I need an ambulance. And he said, hang on, let me send you over to security. And they sent me to security. I said, my husband's very sick. He said, what do you mean by sick? I kind of gave him the description. He said, okay, we've called um, the the EMTs on his way. Um, they called back. No, they sent somebody up from hotel security oh, right away. That. I remember that. Yeah. So he he came in with a little you know oxygen bag and all that kind of stuff. And how you doing? And he's trying to talk to Mark. And that was the first time I explained what was going on. And then uh, the second hotel security guy came up, and then the EMTs came in. Um, fortunately, here's a funny story. And and anybody that had seen our room will appreciate this. There was no way they were getting. Oh, the right. bed into our room. Oh, the gurney that, that they put them on? Right. There's a really unique entrance. So, so like our room, like you, you walked in maybe six feet. You had to turn right for I remember four feet every t- and then like, another. Like the first couple times you walk in, you're like going, I'm in. I'm walking into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> so fortunately, Mark was able to get up and walk to the gurney that was there. But yeah, then they strapped him in and and took us down. And I actually was very grateful that they did not take us down the regular elevators. They took us down the service elevators. I did, and this is so, I, like I felt douchey at the same time. But I also w- realized that the people that enjoy us and want to be a part of this would have been remarkably concerned. I was kind of glad they didn't take me down the public area because I was like, it was bad what enough. If? When- like I don't give it. I don't give a shit if some random person sees me. But I'm like. What if one of the three, the 360 Vegas well, vacationers saw me and it just starts to get around like wildfire, like, oh, my God, Mark was taking on a fucking gurney into the fucking ambulance. And well, it's kind of bad for business to just wheel bit. somebody on a gurney through the <laughs> casino. But, so, but the, the, the elevator did take us out right there by the valet station. So oh. we still had to, we, they gurneyed him past the people waking. So you know where we got on the buses? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's where the ambulance was waiting. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, and right there. Of course. It didn't help, of course, that Mark was just screaming, some people can't handle Vegas. <laughs> no, but I, I, as I'm walking out behind him, the, between being pissed off and being, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe I'm walking behind this idiot that's being taken out of a casino in a, in a gurney. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And then next question. So when you get picked up by an Uber at the hospital... Well, we, we did. We How, did. Christina was there. Christina was there. Oh, so Christina took you back. Oh, yeah. so you needed another hospital ride back to the hospital, I guess, after riding with her. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I survived that. She Again. was awesome. Nah, nice. Because, uh, frankly, I think that's the scariest part of your story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But did you I can't. die? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> nice. I love it. All right, so you had your own, uh, you're, you're like Curious George. What sort of adventures is Mark going to get into in this book? <laughs> yeah. So okay. I am glad you're safe. I'm glad you, you are okay. Uh, congratulations for getting to check out another ER of another fine city. Let's be honest, everybody knows deep down inside, we knew it was only a matter of time until you wound up at <laughs> it's true. Vegas it is ER. True. And hopefully... Hopefully, this is the closest I get to actually dying in Vegas because I've said it many times. Right. Yeah. That, you have said that, haven't yeah. you? So hopefully this is the closest I do get to it. Nice. It better be. If not, I, I'll take care of it for you. 
<laughs> I, 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 I will be honest with you. I, I hope it should something like that happen. I will pray for death. <laughs> like, come on, this is the time. This is the time. Let this it happen. It. Don't make me I'm go right. home with her. She's well, gonna kill me. <laughs> like, like if the ER comes in, I pray we are at a large balcony area. So, like, going, sir, you're gonna be fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do want to hurt myself. Right. <laughs> exactly. Before she does it too. Right. Me. This one won't let me Always an well, adventure. Yes. All right. It's, these are the fun things that you get to encounter, listeners, when you come to a Vegas vacation. Oh, so. hopefully not. Like or hear about ever after. Again. Better yeah. not again. Jeez, again. Yeah. I, I, I love you, sweetie, and I'm always there for you. But God damn it, please stop with the ERs on vacation. Uh, I know. Please. I hope this is the final lesson. I you know what? I'm going to do it to you one time. I'm going to do it to you one time where I have to get taken out of someplace by an ambulance, whether it's Disney World, a mountain, or a Vegas casino. Those are the three fucking places the, that you've and, been taken by ambulance. And they'll and they'll be like they'll like going. So she's gonna be okay, right? Yeah. Like all right. So so sweetie, I mean, when you're done, just give me a call. And all, <laughs> I would jump off that gurney so fucking fast, and you'd be right back on top of it. You know, it. you know what would be the problem. Uh, so complete, super short side story. Karen went through. Um, she, I don't. I don't know the kind of surgery you would sinus call it. Surgery. sinus surgery. And the first, like, like I visibly saw when this woman came out of surgery i've never seen her in that sort of pain in my like not even i literally woke up and i was like oh fucking kill me not even <laughs> shadows yeah. Yeah. Sh like let's say between between ow i stub my toe and and i'm going to die there are a thousand shadows i never saw this woman within 900 shadows of this before and she was probably within a hundred of death at least within her face is what it what it looked and what do I do? The first thing she said, I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we fucking wrap this up, woman? <laughs> you know? And, and, and what did I do? She's coming out of anesthetic. She's coming out of anesthetic, barely awake. She's going like, oh, it does hurt so much. I'm like, fucking wrap it up, woman. <laughs> and what did I do? She's like, fuck you. <laughs> there was no witty comeback. Yeah, it was no, like, like, right off the bat, made it I literally, at that like, point, I have like, no time for your fucking bullshit, idiot. I will kill you right now. <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> I don't want you here. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen, this wound up taking a little bit longer to chat about than we anticipated, but there were a lot of good stories and a good side tangents that were added in that helped kind of fill in some pieces to the puzzle. So for the listener uh, feedback and the voicemails that we've got, we're going to get to them probably uh, next week where we may even splice them in when, as we've got shorter shows. Yeah. I'll leave that to Mark's uh, editing discretion. However, before we get to our usual closing, we do need to give a shout out to another one of our listeners, our sweet, sweet friend, Lexi uh, was having some surgery today. That's and right. to the best of my knowledge, Lexi is totally cool and, and everything is okay, but we wanted to let her know that she's in our thoughts and prayers. Aw, Lexi. So I guess that's probably going to do it then for the rest of the episode of 234. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, where you will get 10% off just by using the promo code 360vegas, or you can make a PayPal donation. You can, of course, always buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. We do get a cut of those profits. 
Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to leave us feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. If you don't know how to record audio on your smartphone and send it to the show, we also have a link on the blog to show you how. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. My wife. I am at Karen Mark. He told you where you can find me, so until next time. Bye.